0: See what the parallel universe theory had to do with Easter, L C said. Of course not. Over there in Y'all's universe, Easter mean colored eggs, but we ain't got no eggs to color. Sure enough interested in that rising part, though. Today, as always, L C was waiting for him, sitting atop the propane tank, his dusty work shoes lying on the ground, and his big toe protruding from a hole in one sock. How much you sold, Dan? Took him close to thirty dollars. Elsie whistled. That's a profitable route. If I had me that route, I'd be tempted to steal your uncle blind. You could steal from him anyway, if you got a mind to. Nah, I'd take from him he might take from me. What could he take? You ain't got nothing anyway, far as I can tell. Got myself. He could take and give it to the army. The army don't want it. They got all the bus drivers they need. army wants fighting men. I'm mean, here to make the niggers fight before it's all said and done. You know, old Jeff Davis wanted the same thing in the Civil War make the niggers march with Robert Lee. Who told you that? Elsie looked at him. Just imagine my granddaddy covering your granddaddy's ass while he go crawling out the bushes toward them Yankees. You ain't got a granddaddy. Everybody got a granddaddy, Elsie said. You could almost see the curtain falling over his face. Sooner or later, the banter always turned serious, and Dan could never quite figure out when it was going to happen in time to shut his mouth. Elsie jumped down, all business now, and slipped on his shoes. Together, they carried the small, deep freezes off the buses and balanced them, one at a time, on a handcart, then rolled them over to the tractor shed that served as his uncle's warehouse and plugged them in. Next day, they'd restock them with ice cream sandwiches, fruit popsicles, pigtails, and neck bones. After they washed up at the sink, L.C. said he was going home and set off down the road. Dan walked around to the front of the store and saw his father's old pickup parked near the porch. He opened the screen door and stepped inside. The place smelled of molasses, salt meat, leather, and patent medicine. Horse collars, trace chains, and hame straps hung on the walls, and the shelves were filled with canned goods and hardware. "'Toward the rear, stacked almost to the ceiling, were several hundred cases of sanitary napkins. "'All the sanitary napkins, his uncle said, in the Delta. "'He'd concocted some deal with a distributor over in Greenville that allowed him, at least briefly, the corner of the market. "'And women had been streaming into the store for days, coming in groups of four and five from as far away as Clarksdale and Yazoo City, buying in bulk.' The store was empty except for Elsie's mama Rosetta, who sat behind the cash register, fanning herself with a copy of Negro Digest. where Elsie go off to? she asked. But on home. Now that ain't nothing but a bald-faced lie. Her eyes followed a fly that buzzed back and forth above the till. Question is, Elsie lie to you or get you to lie to me? Dan walked over to the counter, lifted the top off a big jar, and grabbed a handful of oatmeal cookies. I don't believe L.C. lies to me, he said. course he do. And lying within limits is all right. Well, that ain't what it says in the Bible. Color folks' Bible or white folks? I thought we was all using the same one. The fly made the mistake of lighting on the counter. Rosetta reached over with her magazine and swatted it. "'Y'all's Bible may be the same book,' she said, flicking the body off the cover. "'But the words got a whole different meaning. "'You saying it's all right for Elsie to lie to white folks but not colored? "'These niggas I know forty years and ain't yet spoke a word of truth to. "'I'm saying it's not all right to lie to his mama.' "'Our Bible don't make them kinds of distinctions,' Dan said. "'I reckon the Lord was scared we'd get confused.' "'Stuffing a cookie into his mouth, he walked over to the back of the store and opened the door to his uncle's office. "'His mother was sitting on the edge of his desk, her long, smooth legs hanging off the far side, and his uncle was in the coaster chair. "'It looked like maybe they'd been disagreeing about something because his mother's face was flushed. "'She had the milky-white complexion that often accompanies red hair, but if she got agitated, you could always tell. "'His uncle, though, seemed perfectly calm, maybe even a little amused.' His hands were locked behind his head, and he'd rocked back in the coaster chair and crossed his legs. One end of his mustache was arched just a little, like he was doing his best not to grin. How'd it go today, Potter? he said.